Welcome to the Team Talk by Lockerspace, a platform for functional, premium and sustainable sportswear brands who are dedicated to the everyday athlete. I'm Akeem. And I'm Holly. In each episode, we bring on an exciting everyday athlete and discuss the world around sport. Let's dive in. So thank you everybody for tuning in to the Locker Space Team Talks. I'm here with a very special guest with um, a load of experience in the sports industry and also with her own brand called Feel Fit. I'll allow her to introduce herself, but her name is Ellie. How are you doing, Ellie? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. No worries. Um, we'll get into um, everything about you and then everything about Fulfit and a very exciting thing that um, we'll be talking a bit about. But first, it's just our, um, I guess, just our little introductory question that we like to ask. <laughs> okay. So, um, everybody um, in their field of sport, um, so let's say here, um, it's the gym has a nickname that other people would associate them with. Maybe they know what that nickname is, or maybe they don't. But like I'm or like if I was to describe myself, I, I would say people would probably call me the person who doesn't talk to anyone. I go and do my sports and I'm out of there sometimes. So it's really weird. What would be your nickname? Okay. Uh, so I don't know whether I've got a nickname, but I am known for two things. Um, so from an instructor's point of view, mm-hmm. uh, so from Ellie as an instructor, I am known for my singing and my jiggling around in class. <laughs> so there's an Ellie jiggle, uh, which we all do in class when there's music on. So that's one thing. Um, and that obviously my dance does have a, a nickname is the Ellie jiggle. So that's, that's one thing I'm known for, but I'm a bit similar to you. Uh, if it was me going into a gym and training, if I've got my hat and headphones and everything head down, don't talk to me. Everybody knows not to talk to me. If my hat is <laughs> headphones are in, don't talk to Ellie. She means business. She's just going to train. <laughs> How many people have tried to talk to you? And like, because like, <laughs> I personally think I'm just a little bit too nice that if they start talking, I'm kind of like, firstly, I kind of like my eyes are trying to do a lot of the talking about, oh, there's a reason why I had the headphones in. <laughs> How are you like with people in terms of? Uh, yeah, they're generally trying not to make eye contact to start with. They'll come and talk to you. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I, if they, if people come talk to me, I, I will talk to them. But if they, if you know me, and that's that's the kind of attire that I've got on, then they know not to talk to me because they know that I'm yeah. going to train. Um, I generally try to train in places where I don't coach um, to give me that that kind of space. So so yeah, uh, if, uh, if I've got the the headphones and the hat on and it's in my gym with our, my my guys that I coach, then they'll know. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> It's a standing joke now. Yeah, they talk to Ellie. She's in, she's in here for business. <laughs> That's the reputation. I need to know how I'm gonna try to create that. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, um, I can learn a couple of tips here. Um, right down low and like walk in like. Head down. <laughs> I, oh, I think it's because I'm not a cat person. Um, I don't. 
Yeah, I'm not a cat person, so I think that's something I may need to invest in. Let's see. Even if it's just for when you walk in, like put your cap on and just like head in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would seem as if like, I don't know, like I've eaten something that I probably shouldn't have eaten for the gym and like I'm cheating on the gym and I'm walking in like, ah, oh, no, I should yeah, feel really bad. So, yeah, okay. names as such, but definitely treats, I would say. Okay. I'll definitely keep that in note. Well, uh, look, well, look. I definitely want to, there's a lot of things I want to explore, but I guess just um, exploring yourself and exploring more about your fitness journey and also your brand, Feel Fit. So I guess I'll just give you just a little bit of a platform for you to just tell a lot of people about that. Okay, cool. Um, so I suppose the first thing I should say is that I haven't always been into fitness. Um, so in fact, when I was in school, um, yeah, I was I, I played a bit of hockey and I did did bits and pieces, netball and stuff. But it was never I wasn't ever like a sporty uh, student as such. And in fact, I actually remember walking the cross country with my friend, and we used to take it in turns uh, to come last because <laughs> we really did not like running or or doing oh. physical, if I'm honest. Um, then uh, when I left school, I found gymnastics and I actually became a gymnastics coach. Uh, yeah. So that was my first kind of coaching um, entry into into that world. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, coaching. It was uh, boys, under 14 boys. Um, and then, yeah, moved on from there. So I actually moved. Uh, so I relocated um, and I couldn't find a, a club which I felt comfortable in to coach. So I just started going to the gym instead because I missed obviously the training side of it. I was training like three or four times a week as well as the coaching. Mm -hmm. So I just joined a gym. Um, I've, as I said a minute ago, I've never really been into cardio. So this was like, mm, this is a long time ago. This is probably when there was that stereotype of women should be on the cardio machines and men should mm. be in the weights area. Um, and I was like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go I'm going to go on those machines because I don't like cardio, as I've just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of where my, my love for lifting started. Um, I like I kind of taught myself. One of my friends was a, uh, a coach, a PT. So mm. they showed me a few things, um, but absolutely loved how weight training and weightlifting made me feel. And we're not talking like bodybuilding or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. like just going in there and lifting weights and just feeling strong. Um, and I loved what it did to my body. Um, and how, yeah, how it made me feel mentally as well as physically. Off the back of that, I started uh, studying um, quite a lot, started training with friends, helping them out with programming, bits and pieces like that. Then got into kettlebells through my friend Sam. And mm -hmm. kettlebells. And then it's kind of just spiraled from there. I just like loved it more and more and more uh, and became obviously a, a personal trainer. Uh, I've been a personal trainer for seven years now, uh, mm -hmm. qualified I suppose, been weightlifting since I was like 20, which is a long time ago, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that, 18 years now, so yeah, um, so and that's kind of where it's been and, and I've always worked my personal training business alongside a full-time job, um, I've worked really hard, I've always had the two jobs. Um, and in fact, two very conflicting jobs at, at some point. So um, at one point, I was a national account manager selling alcohol, but then also running my business in the fitness industry. So it's like, oh, a little get you drunk and then you'll get you fit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow. laughs> 
I think um, what I found was that kind of that very different uh, lifestyle, that very di those very different worlds. Um, I was like, so one of them's got to give, and I've got to choose the one that I enjoy the most, and that was obviously the fitness industry, um, the the corporate world, and being on the road and traveling, and it's just it was no good, and it's it's not as rewarding. Um, mm. I asked an interview the other day, and somebody said to me, if you what if you knew now, if you know now what you do, like when you were, what would you tell your previous self before you became a personal trainer? And I was like, um, I think the biggest thing is like how rewarding it is. And I wish I'd done it sooner. I mm. wish, I'd, I wish I'd trained sooner. I wish I'd like made that jump sooner. Um, yeah. I absolutely love my job. I don't want to give up coaching. Um, I love how it makes me feel. So I can be in the worst mood ever. <laughs> and my guys generally know when that is because they'll get quite a tough session. Mm. They're like, bring your snacks out. And I'm like, yeah, definitely bring snacks <laughs> Have you eaten? No, not yet. Right, we're bringing snacks. <laughs> but I mean, you can be in like, you can have a really bad day and I can walk into a class or I can jump on Zoom. And even on Zoom, mm -hmm. I'll, jump on, I'll teach my class and I'll come out with buzzing, even though it's them that's doing the workout. And it's it just, I don't know what it is about it. I, I just absolutely love it. And I love how it makes other people feel. Um, so mm -hmm. my business, I went full-time self-employed, full-time on my coaching business two years ago. Mm -hmm. All right, that is two years ago. Um, and then at the January of last year, so I'm getting confused as to where we are with years now. Yeah. 2020, right? I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I launched um, my sustainable clothing. Um, why sustainability? Because um, my approach to um, training, so I've tried every fad diet, every magic pill, every lotion, potion, and I don't know, <laughs> latest craze that you can detox tea and juice and everything that's out there. And I, I realized over the years, none of that worked. Um, and when I realized that, and when I in sort of like, in, I, when I looked at the sustainable side of training people and how I trained and just sticking with it, that consistency, uh, something that fits in with my lifestyle, something mm -hmm. that I enjoy. Like, we're not trying to invent the wheel here, guys. Do you know what I mean? Like, fitness is fitness at the end of the day, but you've got to love it. You've got to enjoy it. Um, yeah. You give up. And there is no quick fix. There, is, Trust me, there is no pill. There is no tea. There is nothing that <laughs> get, get you there any quicker. And actually... Why, why do you want to get there quicker? Why do we want to get there so quickly? Like, what, what's, mm. what's the rush? Like, why are we in the rush to get anywhere? Do you know what I mean? So, anyway, when I implemented the sustainable sort of side of the training and nutrition and health with my guys, I realized that actually that is the only way we can go. Hence, why we went down the route with the sustainable clothing. Mm -hmm. um, so, launched this clothing, and that was eight months in the making, I want to say, eight to 10 months, I suppose, I worked on that before I launched it. Um, did a lot of research with my manufacturers, the designs, where it was coming from, so I've got full traceability, how do I make myself carbon neutral, how do we offset things, so for every purchase we make with the, the clothes, uh, we plant a tree, so we've planted over 333 trees so far, which was a Congratulations. And we've got our own little forest. I don't know where that is. I would love to go. Do you know what? Look, here's an aerial view, but it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I just, I wanted to do something that's good for the planet, that's good for us, because we've got three homes, so this is the same. 
which I love uh, to stand by. We've got three homes. We've got your mind, your body, and the planet. And if we mm-hmm. don't, we've got to look after all of them. So yeah. that's, where, that's where that kind of comes in. So, so yeah, and the clothes have just gone from strength to strength. I've been really lucky. We launched a second collection in the middle of lockdown last year, and we've just launched our third collection. And then that obviously leads on to my next big venture, which is happening. I don't know whether you want me to mention that now or whether you want me to... <laughs> oh, we'll mention that um, a bit later. There's a couple yeah. of things that I definitely just want to pick out based on what you've just said. And yeah. um, I feel like... For someone who, who, for someone who didn't like cardio or who wasn't involved in sports at such an early age, to see your journey is now, like I guess, like it seems like a big part of what you were saying was you need to make it fun, you need to enjoy it, and I guess just like what would be some of your advice? I won't lie, right now, um, I haven't been to the gym for God knows how long, and I'm not looking forward to getting anywhere there. Um, what would be just your top tips? Like, you have to do this. You have to think about this. Um, so my top tips. Uh, first of all, I would say, like, like there's no need to rush back. Like, there's absolutely no need to rush straight back to the gym just because they're opening. So I think that, again, one thing that I've just, like, meant, mentioned, or, like, along the way, you've got to enjoy it. It's got to be fun. Um, you, and to, for you to sustain it and for, for you to want to do it, it's got to be something you enjoy. So fitness doesn't necessarily have to be in the gym, does it? It doesn't necessarily have to be lifting weights. It could be skipping. It could be dancing. It could be playing football. It could be, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just something Mm -hmm. you enjoy. So first and foremost, I would say to anybody who's listening to this with the gyms reopening, you don't need to rush back just because you feel like you you have to because social media is telling you to. Because the mm. telling you to shift the lockdown pounds, well, that's a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think um, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people and a lot of companies and brands that will just capitalise on on this the whole lockdown and they'll try and push things. And that's not the case. You've got to do what you feel comfortable um, doing. I would also say uh, don't rush back to go and do like a full hour. Like go back and do like half an hour and go back and feel. Mm you're comfortable doing um and ease yourself back in gently um half hour to 45 minutes is all we need um and don't go thinking that you need to plan straight away either and follow a program and all this sort of stuff again just make it fun Buddy up with yeah. it, if you can <laughs> yeah because that's what um i guess i guess I've had a couple of injuries, particularly in my knee. Um, I'm not the best with stretching. I need to improve on that. So um, I definitely think it's something where I need to like slowly, incrementally yeah, get yeah. back to like where I was. Yeah, so um, say like go back and do bits of mobility, bit of joint work, bit of banded work maybe. Don't go rushing in straight into that squat rack expecting to lift exactly the same as what you did when you left. <laughs> Because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> it just... Ah, big mistake. Oh, I have definitely learned, and I know a lot of people who learn their lesson. I think it's just more like I've I've really seen a lot of hype and a lot of, you know, it's a lot of excitement about the goals that we can achieve, you know, stuff like that. I've already written down, like, the target, like, you know, that I want to start hitting. But you're so right. I need to slowly... Slow, yeah, so slow it down there is no rush to do anything uh, break it down as well so ease yourself back in gently like if you go hell for leather so gym's open on monday i'm going five times and i'm gonna hit this in three months time. 
you, you're gonna hurt yourself even more. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm a strong believer in having goals and having a program and having something to work mm-hmm. towards. Absolutely, but those first couple of weeks, like, just go in and ease yourself back in and, and like, yeah. uh, work on your mobility, work on your hips. So you mentioned your your knee. Everybody's been sat down low, so work on hip mobility. Uh, work on a bit of core. Work on some shoulder mobility to get that posture sorted. Everybody's been sat like this with their head. Oh, yeah. You, well, you can actually there. see me. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're on a podcast, but I'm looking at my head like down here. Like, like work on this, lifting your head up and work on your shoulders and your neck and just do some something gentle. Or if you are going to go in and lift weights, you would ha- definitely only be needing to lift like forty percent of what you were lifting before you left. Forty percent. Yeah. Forty percent. The first week, first week to two weeks, like I would say, forty percent max of what you were lifting before. Um, okay. Otherwise, you'll come out. You'll have doms. You won't be able to walk for three days, if if not even a bit longer. <laughs> and yeah. You'll go back, <laughs> and it will just be like, it, oh. and then it will be like this yo-yo, and that's what happens. Yeah. We go in, we beast ourselves, or you'll have a trainer that might beast you into something, and it will just be like. Well, what are we doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll end up hurting yourself, not being able to move. And, uh, <laughs> now, I've got one question. <laughs> I've got one question before I talk a little bit more about uh, your sustainable sports wearing. Mm-hmm. And it's more a personal question, okay. but DOMs are a bad thing, right? It, if you have really bad DOMs, like you walk out, that's not a badge of honor, right? Like, can we just confirm for all the guys out there who who are coming out and who are just like, yeah, I can't walk for seven days. Is that a, is that an actual badge of honor or not? I can't tell. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't call it a badge of honor, no. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely a thing. Uh, and for me, like, I get it probably uh, two days afterwards. So the day after I won't get it, it'll be the day after that. And it's generally when I've done a different exercise or I might have added an extra bit of weight. So it's generally when your body's not used to doing that movement. And because we haven't been in the gym for so long, you're going to get it no matter what we do. Do you know what I mean? So like whatever you do when you go back that body area, whether it's full body, upper body, lower body, whatever it is, you're going to get that that, that kind of delayed onset uh, soreness. But it's not a badge of honour. And it's definitely not something we should be chasing either. Uh, okay no 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 i'm just very glad to hear about that if, um, if you've got your nutrition on point and your training and stretching and your mobility is good uh then then you shouldn't get it as bad uh definitely so make sure you're just getting your protein right as well yeah oh you should see what i'm planning on it, it, this whole like a nutrition plan but yeah. we can go into that a bit later um <laughs> Yeah, and uh, just around your sustainable range, you you mentioned something that was quite interesting in terms of tracking the entire range Mm. of the journey and stuff like that. Um, With some of the other people and some of the research I've been doing, I've learned that um, there's so much in that part in the journey of like from the actual source of the fabric all the way up until you have it in your hands was there anything that surprised you or that you perhaps before going into this that you were that you had an assumption about um i think the whole process surprised me if i'm honest so like the whole sustainable clothing sustainable active wear even like i mean even if we just like 
I mean, it, this is like the tip of, of like what sustainable uh, clothing should be. But like the, the fashion industry, like when I started looking into that, I was absolutely gobsmacked about how much damage the fashion industry does to the planet. Like it is the second largest industry in the in the world that's like just destroying our, our environment. And it's absolutely shocking. And the more you read into it, you go, oh, okay, well, maybe that's sustainable. No, that's not. <laughs> oh, maybe that's sustainable. No, 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 that's not either. So it's like, there's, there's mm. a lot of research. It's, it's definitely not something I took um, lightheartedly at all. It's definitely something I didn't rush into. Um, being able to say that you can track like where the materials come from, like who's made it, where it's like the whole journey, I think is really important because there is a lot of greenwashing going on. There's lots of people saying mm -hmm. it's sustainable. Um, and there's also a lot of brands which are trying to be sustainable, but having one like collection of sustainable clothing isn't sustainable. Like it, you can't call yourself mm -hmm. a sustainable brand just because you've got one collection in the corner of the shop. Do you know what I mean? Or there's one, one section on your website. Um, it needs to be the whole thing and everybody needs to jump on board. It doesn't like the more people who do it, because somebody said to me the other day, they were like, oh, what about competition? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm really not that bothered because more people need to be doing it. Like, yeah. it can't just be a single-handed thing. Like, it can't, it's not just one of us that needs to do it. It's everybody mm -hmm. needs to jump on this bandwagon if we're going to make a change. Um, there was loads, loads that I was shocked about. Um, I'm, I'm quite lucky, though. I've managed to find and source quite a lot of, um, like, local companies that I work with. Uh, my packaging, so like my mail out, I keep it really simple. Um, so if you receive anything, like there is no fancy packaging because again, it's it's adding to more stuff. Like we don't need mm -hmm. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even, even if you're an influencer or or I'm sending it out to the media, they get it sent the way that I would send it out to my customers because why why box it up? You're just sending more stuff, more paper boxes, more paper, yeah. more paper and fancy bits. Like it's. Just adding to more waste, and, and ultimately that's where it all ends up is in in landfill, isn't it? So I keep it simple, keep the design simple, keep the colours simple, um, because it needs to be sustainable. Otherwise, we're just adding to more things, aren't we? Yeah, and I, um, I think that stat about the fashion industry being the second. Yeah. Um, because um, is it the first? That. <laughs> That is very, very alarming. And um, I think the main thing, especially just from a consumer's point of view, when I speak to friends, is more just them just not knowing what to do about it. Just being like, okay, we're aware. Step one. And then step two is, okay, like, what do we do from here? And it seems like the information sometimes is, like, hard to know. Whereas this information should be quite readily at hand be made available so absolutely um, I've, I've been doing a bit of research as well and i think um i think it should be i think it, we should be talking about it more and i think brands should be talking about it more and it like the like you said the information should be there the educate it's an education piece and it's that's the same as the fitness side of things so health and fitness training nutrition whatever you want to look at is an education and that's what I help people do. I educate people on, on how to move properly, how to look after your body properly, how to fuel properly. And then it's the same with the clothes. We're educating people as to why it's better to be spending that little bit more. Yes, sustainability is a little bit more expensive, but they will last. And it is better for the environment. Um, and it, yeah, like I said, it's... Yeah. And, and I actually find it quite uncanny how, you know, similar to fitness, 
that like these are like age old things, but there's always going to be the people who are spreading misinformation and spreading quite negative information where something that has been around for such a long time, people know what the answers are, but there's still confusion about what needs to be done. Yeah. It's it's simple things. And that's what, like I keep saying back to my gut, it's simple. Keep your training simple. Keep your (laughs) nutrition simple. Keep the fashion industry simple. It's not hard. If if a tiny little person like me can do it, do I mean? (laughs) Like, everyone should be able to do it. Uh, but it just takes that little bit of time and it like I said keeping keeping the whole process simple um and yeah I think like I said more people need to be doing it so no absolutely well look we're going to take a little bit of a break and then in the next part uh we're going to talk about just your little secret uh project that has now gone live so we'll catch up on that okay so welcome back everyone i'm back here um for the second part of speaking with ellie from feel fit um so as we had said in the first part there was a very special announcement um i won't spoil it i'll let ellie um introduce it so please okay so uh, my next big venture uh, for the business is to open our very own eco-powered fitness studio um, which we will be doing on Monday uh, which is only partially though because um, obviously as we all know in guidelines um, we can open the gyms fitness studios for one-to-one training personal training uh, individual training Uh, but unfortunately group classes aren't until May the 17th but that gives me four weeks to do a big launch. So I can launch for four weeks, right? I can have a big party for four weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Capitalize on this. I'm going to have like two launch days. <laughs> Why not? Why not? And this gym is in Bristol. It is in Bristol in Clifton. Uh, we have our sustainable shop area, which will have our clothing and then some other brands. So some supplements. Um, keeping in line with obviously the brand values uh, and then there'll also be some other sort of sustainable items that you can purchase Uh, then we've got lovely big class area uh, weights area it does not look like a gym at all we've got a well-being area chill out area which is really cool and then we've got our lovely indoor cycling or spin studio obviously you can't call it spin but indoor cycling studio uh, along with a photo studio um, which has seven G516 bikes, uh, which is what's going to make it eco-powered. So 74% of the energy they generate during the workout goes back into the local grid. Um, Nice. Offsets are electric. And I'm also just in the process, so this is really exciting, of sorting my gas out as well, which means I'll be totally off-grid, which is super exciting. So, yeah. So... Okay, so walk me through this. How did the idea come? Like, was it, yeah. How did the idea come? So um, I am part of the NatWest Accelerator Program um, Mm -hmm. and uh, scaling up my business. So I've got a business mentor. In fact, I've got two business mentors. um, And uh, obviously when lockdown hit last year, I was a personal trainer in in a commercial gym. 
Um, lockdown hit, obviously pivoted my business onto online. Um, like I feel very grateful, very lucky that my business actually grew through lockdown last year. Um, I was consistent with my training, with my guys. I I didn't have a day off <laughs> for the whole of lockdown. Wow. Um, and I, I just worked really hard at keeping everybody going, keeping the business going. Um, and then when the gyms reopened, I kind of went, can't go back to another gym or somebody else's brand and promote that. So I was already on the NatWest Accelerator program. We'd already been talking about how I was going to scale up my business. Um, and this seemed like the logical kind of venture, really. And when I first started looking, which was obviously mm -hmm. the last year, um, just as the announcements were coming that obviously the gyms were reopening, I was looking for a space which could have just been like my sort of studio for me to sort of PT and for me to do my classes, for me to sell the clothes. And when I started talking to them, my business mentor, they were like, hold on a minute, that's not scaling up. That's just you being a PT in a different room. And I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so we started looking at slightly bigger premises and then we started looking into how we could make it sustainable. And they obviously helped me find the different companies that I needed to, to work with. And... And yeah, here we are. <laughs> uh, we're opening on Monday. <laughs> wow. So, uh, it's, a, it's a lot bigger than I originally kind of planned. But the idea with Filfit is, like I was saying in the first part, it's, it's not just about me. It's not just about what I can do and what I can deliver. It's about reaching more people. It's about set, helping more people uh, with sustainable health and fitness, but also that, that bigger message that bigger, I want to reach more people. So therefore, if I can bring more instructors in and I can bring more people in to work with me, then the more people can jump on this bandwagon and, and the quicker we're going to be able to do a bit of a turnaround and, and make, a, make a change, make a difference. Not just in people's health and fitness, but mm -hmm. to the environment as well. So we've got big plans. <laughs> no. Just to start. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... it's um, I. I'm a, I'm a bag of mixed emotions right now, if I'm honest. So I'm sat here looking at it going, oh, my God, I'm actually doing this. They're <laughs> <laughs> going, ah, we've got to open on Monday and I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm also going, oh, my God, what am I doing? This is really scary. Uh, and then it's also really exciting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like everything will build into one right now. <laughs> no, and honestly, I think there are a lot of admirers about what you're doing and you can just imagine that firstly it being the first eco gym um a lot of people just have a lot of curiosity want to try want to explore and it's also setting quite a precedent in terms of what gyms could be if they actually tried i guess that leads me into like one of my questions in terms of how hard was it to put those small pieces in place in order to build a larger concept in terms of um some of the bikes that are putting the um, electricity back into the grid and stuff like that. So um, they, I, I mean, the, the bikes are absolutely incredible. They, they are, I, I can't wait for, for people to come in and see them and use them. And it kind of, it almost, as soon as you kind of start reading about them and, and, and looking at what they do, it's like, well, hold on a minute. How, why aren't more people doing this? Because that makes total sense. Like if you're sat on a spin bike, or if you're sat on a, or running on a treadmill, like, why isn't that energy being reused? Like, why aren't we putting that back into the local grid? Because it, actually, it's just wasted energy. So why aren't more people doing this? Why aren't more gyms getting on mm -hmm. with this? And actually, I do think it is the future. I do think 
having looked at it and researched it, there are quite a few other places um, within the UK that do it. Um, not necessarily uh, the same business model as me. I think I'm the first premise to have these bikes through uh, GA Greenwell, which is the, the company who supply them. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are other other um, places in the UK that have uh, some of their, their kit. So they do do other pieces of cardio machines um, which do the same thing. But it, like I said, they're small independent places. Like why aren't these big companies jumping on board? I mean, mm -hmm. the kit is it's the same. It like they're pretty cool. It just plugs into the mains. And I'm like, what? That goes what? <laughs> uh, yeah, plug into the mains. I do what? And then that goes where? <laughs> and it does. Wait, so you just plug it in, and it does yeah. the reverse essentially. Yeah. So it does the reverse, and then I've got this um, piece of kit, which I, I will obviously be sending you loads of photos once they're all set up properly. Um, Please. Should be. <laughs> it should be that. But anyway, um, uh, which tells you how much um, like CO two emissions you're cutting, how uh, how many hours of light bulbs you've powered, how many electric fans you've powered, how much petrol you've saved, and then like how much uh, the overall business has saved. So globally, like they're huge. Um, we're just a little bit slower catching on with things here in the UK, I think. <laughs> but it, oh. it won't be long before. How hard was it, though, was your question? How hard was it to find it? It wasn't that hard. Um, my business mentors were really good. Um, they were really good at pointing me in the right direction. Uh, and once you kind of start looking at the different companies and, and researching it, um, yeah. Uh, I was very lucky. I've got quite a lot of support around me to help me get there. Um, and I couldn't do it without any of my team, if I'm honest. So mm. this, isn't, this well, isn't just my journey. This is everybody else's journey. So that's why I keep telling them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, and honestly, that's what makes it a bit more valuable too. Um, and it and and it's quite sad just the point that you were saying in terms of why aren't other gyms like in doing this? Why aren't other institutions just doing this in general? And in my head, like it's always a money thing and it's always, you know, I could always see these organizations leading on the fact that people aren't asking for it. What's been the reception from people that you've engaged with about your gym? Uh, so we've only really just launched uh, the, when was it? It was uh, three or four weeks ago now we launched, um, but everyone's really excited. Everyone's really like, they just can't believe it's, it's something that's possible. But then when you talk to people who are, so I've got quite a lot of my students, which are pretty clued up on sustainability and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose if you were in America or somewhere where they're really big, then it would be, it's all over the place. Do you know I mean, they've got hundreds yeah. that have them. Um, but yeah, I think most, <laughs> there is a running joke. So hold on a minute, Elle, you, you're you using us like hamsters. You're, you're, we're paying, uh, yeah. we're paying you to pay your electric bill. No, 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 you're paying me. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's one thing that uh, we were all kind of like joking and laughing about. But I suppose it's true in a way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, either way, they're going to be paying for my uh, electric bill anyway, aren't they? With, with <laughs> yeah, exactly. Getting on my bikes. But anyway, um, I think, yeah, like I said, I, I think it, it definitely is the way forward. And I think more people should be jumping on board. Everyone is very, very excited to get on them and try them. Uh, I haven't quite told everybody um, that I can control them. So if they're not working hard enough, I can put their resistance up a bit more and say, oi, you're not working hard enough <laughs> uh, when we're in a class. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So the kit that it comes with is, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. 
Oh my god! Like um, in my head, all I'm thinking is uh, like outside of um, outside of the cycling machine. Like if there's like a way for like I don't know, like a deadlift to do kind of a oh, similar know, thing. Right? Uh, can we use the energy that we lift weights with? <laughs> I mean, how, how do you like cap that anyway? I guess it'll be kind of like it can cap the heat that you exude, yeah. and then that yeah. warms up something I, mean, I don't know if, if amazon can open up a, a shop which is all done by camera have you heard about that so amazon yes so if they can do that with camera recognition and sensors i'm pretty sure somebody sometime like in fact you need to jump on this like this is this is a really cool uh, idea <laughs> <laughs> oh don't worry i'm already <laughs> making notes in case anybody else has <laughs> knowledge <laughs> and me and you will sort this out <laughs> whoops we just cut out right there for a second, uh, but we are back. Um, I'm not too sure where it cut out, but I think it was me kind of just talking about how like uh, companies like Amazon and stuff, which would be interesting what, you know, if we put in a lot of money into this area, how much we could get back? Like what is in the realm of possibility in the area if we had invested um, some serious capital? So... Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen because I think that these organisations don't purely see the money in there. No, not, I don't know whether they care enough, if I'm honest. I don't, <sighs> like, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, like, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, like, like we said earlier about the educational piece. Um, mm. And I think um, some of the big companies aren't necessarily looking at opening a gym to help the environment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, 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 exactly. And I think that this is probably one of the toughest things. Like, um, I find as soon as some of these organizations, you know, serve investors who purely, like, the one thing they need is profit and loss to be, you know, as high as possible and as low as possible in respect, that sometimes these ideals that the people in the organizations care about sometimes just get thrown out the window because it's... Well, the first thing we need to do is make these people some money. So, um, yeah, I always think it's going to be quite tough. Um, but no, um, yeah, and we were also talking about just like um, if we could like convert um, different types of lifts, different types of energy um, back into the grid. It's going to be a thing now. Don't give our game away. Like, we're going to look into this. <laughs> Research the science. I'm sure there's some science there. I'm sure there's some science there. Um, but no, like um, I definitely think it's just really because um, it's something that like I've heard about, um, never seen to, never been to, never experienced. But I guess it's um, how are you like telling people all the features that you have? Is it more of just like a like a word of mouth or is there a way that you're like marketing it? Yeah, so there's definitely word of mouth at the moment. Um, we've got a couple of different press releases that have gone out um, for, through our PR company. Um, but because we can only partially open and soft launch, I can't fully launch the classes on the, the bikes. Obviously, people can come in and use them. Um, but there is going to be a big campaign moving forward from this kind of opening uh, and into May for when we have the classes. Um, so yeah, there's been a, a launch that obviously this is happening. 
Uh, and now the, the next step for us will be a campaign around what we're actually doing. Um, and we've got some local press coming in next week, uh, which is cool. And like, a, yeah, I suppose because we're local and it's a small sort of premise, so it's kind of quite regional to start with. Um, but that's the next steps and exciting steps that <laughs> will be happening, which I can't really talk too much about. <laughs> no, completely understand. I'm very excited. And um Hopefully, if I do come to Bristol sometime soon, I promise I will yeah, be coming and visiting. I still think we need to have a, a locker space photo shoot in the Philfit Eco Power Gym, right? Because we've got the photo, oh, cool. we've got the photo studio downstairs, and we've got the gym, and we've got the bikes. I mean, what 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 more could we need? Yeah, I'll get. <laughs> trust me, you will see me down there. Also, I'll get um, Holly in yeah, some outfits. Bring bring some, <laughs> the, bring some of the other brands down. Absolutely. Get them involved. Oh, really, really excited. That would look really cool. And um, hope, yeah, like I definitely want to see just what the studio looks like. Yeah. Um, get a sneak peek of that. Um, yeah, watch this space. We'll, um, we'll be ready soon. I think me and Holly had a chat about doing some Instagram live stuff coming up soon. So that will be uh, interesting, which will be in the studio. Um, and mm -hmm. there'll be lots of pictures, but definitely let's arrange for you to come and see it because, yeah. You've got to come and sit on those bikes and power my electric. <laughs> <laughs> like a guinea pig. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's uh, really, really cool. And uh, sounds extremely exciting. Um, like, like, I'm sure all this talk about gym is making a lot of people excited because I know for for myself that gym, um, it provides so much of a structure for people. I remember... Um, I can't remember what it was, but I remember when gyms were closed at a time when people didn't think gyms should have been closed. Just hearing, I think it was maybe Pure Gym or I can't remember, maybe some other gyms talking about just how much gym means to some people. And I was honestly quite surprised. Like I play just a lot of sports in general, like outdoor sports, football, tennis and stuff like that. But I didn't. And I gym, but I didn't realize how much it means to people. Yeah. How much? Um, like, does that surprise you? No, not at all. Because that's that. That was me until I had this place set up and I had some weights to lift. I was horrible. Mm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say horrible, but I, I definitely wasn't myself. But um, I think I think it means so much more these days. Um, like I said to you before, like there was this whole kind of like stereotype and misconception of what it actually is and what people should be doing. Um, and that kind of like, if you lift weights, you can get big and bulky, so women stay away, and like all of those kind of myths, which is basically like everything that I want to try and bust <laughs> with what I'm doing, mm. get rid of all of that, those cliches and stereotypes, and and actually just help people feel good by moving their body more. And, and I think the gym and and uh, yeah, any kind of fitness studio is is definitely the place to to do that. And it, it creates a, a community, I think, and that's the, the, the bigger thing as well, isn't it? It's the community, it's the uh, the routine. As much as everyone says they hate routine, do we really hate routine? Honestly, I, don't, I don't think we do, because I'm pretty now sure we're human. does the same thing when they go to brush their teeth and they've got your little routine in the morning, do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it becomes part of, of what we do. And like I said, it, it's so much more than just the physical side of things. So. Mm. No, completely agreed. Well, gyms open up on May. I'm it's May. <laughs> they open up on Monday, the twelfth of April. So I can't wait to get back in. But 
I'm going to take your advice, take it nice and slow and enjoy the journey. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, Eddie. It's been fantastic. And um, yeah, hopefully get a little bit of a sneak peek of the studio soon over the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, we'll speak with you soon. Very soon. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me. No worries. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the latest Team Talks podcast by Locker Space. Currently, we're doing a 30% off recycled plastics capsule. So you can check that out at lockerspace.com. That's locker without the E, space.com. And also check out Feel Fit at Feel Fit UK on Instagram. And you can check out um, all the latest updates about the gym. Um, understanding more about Ellie's story. So please do check them out. Um, and as always, it's been a great pleasure for you guys to listen to um, all of our stories. We've got a lot more coming up in the pipeline. So excited to share. Speak soon, guys.